Welcome to Outside the Huddle, featuring your host, Lemont Williams. This program is a great resource for players making career transitions, as well as a place to discuss this week's top sports stories. Now, here's your host, Lemont Williams. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live from my car in Houston, Texas. I'm stuck in some traffic, actually driving on I-10, heading back home, so... Coming to you live from my car in Houston, Texas, and excited to be here. Joining me today is a good friend of mine, former football player for Sam Houston State, Jermaine Henderson. And Jermaine, welcome to the show outside the huddle. Hey, Lemont. Hey, thanks for having me, boss. Glad to have you on. As a former wide receiver, there's a lot of turmoil, a lot of conversations going on right now in the NFL about a wide receiver, and that's Antonio Brown. So as a former wide receiver... And as a former player, Antonio Brown is now with the New England Patriots. Give me your original thought and your, your feedback on that, how he segued from or forced his way out of Oakland to New England. Well, in the beginning, I, you know, to be honest, I, hey, there's been a former receiver, I would give my left pinky to play uh, a series in the NFL. And, you know, when this first, everything first, kind of first unraveled, I was thinking, like, what is B.B. doing? Like, you know, you got out of Pittsburgh and you got over to the Raiders, which is the team that you we felt like you obviously wanted. That's where you wanted to be. And then you get there and there's all these antics and you, you haven't even spent three consecutive days with the team. So I'm wondering, like, man, what's this guy going on? Does he have some mental issues? Is it a cry for help? Or what's going on? But it seems like he, you know, pulled a power move and, you know, got his way and got out of the, you know, got out of the organization. And landed in the best place that I think any receiver, uh, you know, they have a, a receiver-friendly quarterback, Tom Brady, the GOAT. I mean, I, I, it was brilliant, you know. And I was looking, I'm looking for big things, you know, from him over in that, you know, with the Patriots this year. Yeah, it just was very orchestrated for him to be able to put that together. We talked about, we talked about it off air. We talked about it during the past weekend. I called you on my way to my ESPN3 game, and we talked about it. And it just felt like it was never a good fit on paper. It looked like a good fit. Maybe it was going to be a good fit for John Gruden and Derek Carr. But it just seems like Mike Mayock, the general manager, as well as Antonio Brown, didn't get get along. Uh, Antonio Brown, you know, brought to surface those signs that Oakland was finding him, and he just felt like with the power of social media, he put it out there and made it public that they was finding him for certain things, and it just felt like things were spiraling out of control. It went from his feet to his helmet to now, and finally me for this, and I'm ready to get out of there. So, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you talked about him going to one of the best organizations in the NFL, and they got the numbers to prove it for our Super Bowl rings. That's New England Patriots. So it just seems like, to me, New England is a perfect place for guys to go as wide receivers to re- resurface and revamp, revamp their professional career because we saw that with Randy Moss and other guys as well that go to New England and have that second opportunity under the GOAT Tom Brady. Yes, sir. I mean, and, and AD is in his prime. I mean, we, we look at it like this guy is in his prime. The numbers that he put up, you know, last year, even in Pittsburgh, you know, with, you know, with the injuries. You know, so he's going to the perfect you know, to you know, to the perfect opportunity, you know, for him to go and I guess to get the the, the big long term contract. I don't even know what he's doing. I mean, I don't know if he wants to play, you know, one year and get the guaranteed sixteen million, which he's in that arena with the top paid wide receiver as far as annual salaries. I mean, sixteen million, but most guys will want a long term deal. I mean, this guy just gave up thirty million. He bought it with twenty nine million dollars. I mean, yeah. I don't know my, where I'm from. You and I are from. You don't, you don't, you don't give away thirty million dollars. I'm sorry. You show up and you, you fulfill, you know the, you know the contract, and you make sure that, that all of that money is wired to your bank account before you start to act out. That part I, I don't understand. Yeah, I just man, when it comes down to dollars and cents, this opportunity didn't make sense at all for for him to be able to pass up all that money, but. It's, this is my thing with this whole situation now that he's in New England. We're talking about Antonio Brown is now is either piece of phantom, you know, or is it like this is his last opportunity. Because if he doesn't produce in this one year, it might be an opportunity for him to go play in Buffalo somewhere else next year. But he wants to play on the main stage 
in front of everybody. And I get it. I get it. You're a former wide receiver. And I'm pretty sure you understand as well. So that that position is is the you know it's a highly anticipated diva type of position. So I get that comes with the territory, but it just feels like it's always something with this cat. And, you know, with the information and the alleged information that came out today or yesterday breaking news that we're really not going to touch on right now because it's still alleged and breaking news information with Antonio Brown, it just feels like what are he's going to get down to playing football, what he's good at and why he's in his prime and, and all this other stuff off the field and other issues need to be put to bed. Man, I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. Hey, Omar, um, I mean, this whole, I mean, they're taking Diva to him and, and, and Beckham. I know we're not talking, and I'm not Beckham, but OBJ, those two guys right there, I mean, I, I just sit back and I, I just scratch my head. Like, I don't understand. Like, there's nothing wrong with being brash and, you know, and, and, and having that bravado. There's nothing wrong with that. That comes with being an NFL player or being a top athlete. That comes along with it. But when you start to become a distraction, you know, to the team and, you know, the answers you're not showing up, you know, guys can't, they, I mean, they don't trust you. You know, and you, you know, you know this, man, us being former, you know, I don't care how good you are. If you become a distraction and every time I see the media or when I go home, everybody's constantly asking me what's up with AB or what's up with OBJ, I don't want to hear that. I just want to go to work. Let's win some games. Let's try to get to the Super Bowl and, let, and let's do it that way. You know, but all yeah. of this, you know, this extracurricular, is what I like to call it, man, we don't have time for that. He, what he's going to do is make himself put himself in a position where no team is going to want to deal with him. Because you and I both talk about this all the time. The NFL has this, cause this, 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 this machine that's feeding it. It's called the NCAA. There are some more well, Antonio Bryant, Bryant ABs that are that are out running routes right now. So don't, don't get it twisted. You will be replaced and can be replaced. Oh, what father time is he going to replace him or the league's going to black, blacklist him or he's not going to be picked up again and he's going to be out. Because you got to understand, he comes from Central Michigan. We never heard of him prior to him arriving to uh, Pittsburgh. But for the most part, he was known in his local area and he was known as Central Michigan fans. But globally, we didn't know who he was. He had to earn that right with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And now that he has that bullseye on his back, Hey, if he, if he ain't gonna learn, he need to call Des Bryant. Des Bryant and tell him real quick. They love you this day, the next day on H, the next day you out of the league. Des Bryant is begging for an opportunity to be in the NFL right now. Man, I got four words for him: shut up, play ball. <laughs> it's, 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 it's that simple. It is that simple. So I mean, we you know people spend a lot of money on jerseys and you know and, and tickets you know to come in and watch you guys. I mean, that, where, where's the humility? And I'm still, I'm looking at I mean, who's in his corner? I mean, where's his best friend? His mom or dad? I don't know his situation. The personal, I don't really care about all that. But Drew Rosenhaus, your agent. I mean, somebody got to get in this guy's ear and sit him down and look him in the eye and say, Hey, do we need to go and get some help? I think it's a cry for help. Or there's some mental stuff going on. I know we all got things going on chemically imbalanced, but this cat is a different dude, man. He taps to the beat of his own drum, and right now it's to his detriment. You know, he's not helping himself at all. No, just like Grun John Gruden, he made the comment, "Good luck with that guy." You know, these are coaches and and Mike Mayock. These people are respected around the league. So if so, a team's going to sign him and make a long term investment, who do you think they're going to call? Your former employers, right? I mean, it's like, okay, is he worth the headache? You know, is he, can we trust this guy? You know, if I go and give him $40 million guarantee, you know, will he be there? You know, can we count on him? And then again, yeah. with this alleged, you know, this new allegation that just, just came out, like, like, what's going on? Like, somebody needs to sit this guy down and then and, and have an uh, intervention with him. Yeah, you do. You definitely got to sit him down and talk to him because it just seems like it's all over the place. Uh, it seems like it's never-ending. And the track record has proven itself. You look back at Terrell Owens, his situation, it felt like he went from doing sit-ups and push-ups in the driveway with the same agent that Antonio Brown has in Drew Rosenhaus when, when Terrell was with Philadelphia Eagles. Now we see Terrell Owens going to the Hall of Fame at his, at his college, you know, because it's like to him no one ever sat him down 
and put him in his proper place or told him, explained it to him, he always felt like it's either his And we saw that throughout his career. So, uh, Jermaine, if you got some time, I want to, won't you stay on the show, stay for the next second. I want to get your thoughts and opinions on that, uh, that Texans game versus New Orleans Saints this past Monday night game and get your thoughts on Deshaun Watson as well. Next one outside the huddle with your host, Lee My Wheels. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com After years of waiting, there's a radio show for shotgunning enthusiasts worldwide. Tune into Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation for the very best in wing and clay shooting talk. Join Marty and his guests as they bring you hunting and shooting information that you can use. So whether you're a beginner or a seasoned pro, this show can be your go-to source for wing and clay shooting information. Listen live every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific for Marty Fisher's Wing and Clay Nation on the Voice America Variety Channel. Join the revolution with Jim and Trav this week as the boys and their panel of pros dive headfirst into fall deer hunting action. All things deer week and the tried and true hunting tactics that put venison in your freezer. Joining them is country music sensation John Langston, Jeff Danker from Buck Ventures, plus our very own Mrs. Bunny and Cat Daddy. The revolution's deer week discussion is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live. Driving on I-10, heading back to Houston. So with that being said, I want to continue my show. Got a special guest on the, on the line as well, Jermaine Henderson, former good friend of mine and former Sam Houston State wide receiver. And Jermaine, we talked a lot about Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown, excuse me, and his situation transitioning from Oakland back to New England, well, from leaving Oakland, forcing his way out of Oakland and picking up an opportunity, a one-year deal with New England. So, we had enough conversation about that situation. I want to transition over to the Houston Texans. You had an opportunity to watch the game as much as everybody in the, in the state of Texas and watch that Monday night game against the New Orleans Saints. Give me your honest feedback on what you thought the Texans did in that loss against the New Orleans Saints. Man, I, I felt the Texans, you know, they came out and, and they played well. Offensively, we played well. Um, I think we're we're seeing what the uh, departure of, of 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 Clowney, you know, how that hurt us a little bit with the pass rush. You know, we we didn't get any pressure on Drew Brees, you know, all night. But I mean, everybody knew it was going to be a, a shootout. You know, the Texans were going to need to score at thirty points, twenty eight to thirty plus points, to win that game because you're playing against a, a prolific offense, Hall of Famer, guys on the way to breaking all the records, Drew Brees, Michael Thomas. Uh, the you know emerging you know receivers in the game, Alvin Kamara. I mean they're stacked. And and, and mind you, these guys were run up in the NFC Championship game and should have been in the Super Bowl if it wasn't for that missed call, right? So, but all in all, the Texans played. You know, I think they played a solid game. I think Deshaun has taken the stride. I saw his decision making. I saw him throwing the ball away, offensive line. He, he got hit too many times. He got. I think he was sacked about six times. 
So we we got to clean it up. We brought Laramie in and made some changes in the line. And I don't like seeing my quarterback on the ground like that. But the, the, that last play, you know, that the, that the, uh, the Saints that they had, I got two words, terrible coaching. Romeo Cannell or Bill O'Brien, y'all had the Texas defense in the wrong defense. They were in prevent defense, and they, all they needed was seven yards to get into field goal range of their Pro Bowl kicker. Guy was it was knocking down sixty yards in, in at halftime. So why would you be in a, a man coverage safety? You know, two man, you know, safety type coverage. I don't know, Mo. You play defense, so I mean, I know you saw that game, but all I was looking at is why is our safety twenty yards deep down the field when they only need seven yards? Yeah. I I don't get it either, man. I it just felt like things started to unravel for the Texans. I thought they came out very strong offensively. They moved the ball down the field. Uh running game to me wasn't as strong. Maybe because I'm used to seeing Lamar Miller back there. But in the grand scheme of things I thought they had a little balance in the in the first half offensively. It was great to see uh Deshaun connect with the new acquired wide receiver and Kenny was it Kenny Steels. So it was good to see that. Uh, connection across the middle for the touchdown. Uh, I just felt like Deshaun was in his groove, man, early on, bro. I just really thought he did his thing. He was able to run the ball, get into the end zone. Uh, thought he played with a lot of confidence. It just felt like things start to, as things start to settle down in the game, that's the difference between winners and losers. Drew Brees stepped his game up, and you know what he could bring to the table. It just felt like, he just was going to continue to be the beast that he is. He's a Hall of Famer. Threw for over 370, what, 370 passing yards. just felt like New Orleans didn't rattle at all. It just felt like they knew they were going to come back. they like, oh, this is the same old Texans. They're going to, you know, we're going to come back on them. We're going to find a way to win it at home. And everybody's going to celebrate on Bourbon Street. It just felt like the Texans had a perfect opportunity to get out to a fast, I mean, they got out to a fast start. By a perfect opportunity to become one and zero, and and just set the tone for the season. But now at zero and one, it just feels like now they got to regroup. They play at home on Sunday against Jacksonville. So with Jacksonville quarterback going down, you think the Texans got an opportunity to get their first victory? Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm I'm very confident. You know, going into this game, you know, I I know we got our guy. You know, that's the thing that played that has played Houston since the beginning of this uh, this this franchise as far as the expansion team. You know, we've never had a quarterback. We got our guy now. I think that that's evident. Everybody saw that. They saw how this kid stepped up. He had a gutsy performance. You know, after he hurt his back on that, you know, on that on that uh, on the touchdown run that he had, we dove over pylon, and uh, you know, we we got our guy there. I mean, the Saints made adjustments at halftime, and you knew Sean Payton would go in. They made the adjustments. I didn't think the Texans, they came in, they, they, when they went in at halftime, they didn't make the adjustments that were necessary for us to pull this game away. Because you can't, a team, teams like the Saints and, you know, Kansas City and the Patriots, these high, high prolific, you know, uh, high-powered offenses, you have to put the pedal on them. You cannot let off the gas, you know, because it doesn't take long. And as we saw coming out of halftime, they were in the, they were in the end zone, boom, boom, boom. And it's a tie game. Now it's a dogfight. And you don't want to be in a dogfight on the road against a team like the Saints in New Orleans. I mean, that crowd, everybody was in the game. It was electric. And, you know, it's Monday night football. Everybody's excited. Everybody ready to get to Bourbon Street and party. You know, so, you know, I just think the Texans didn't make the necessary adjustments. Uh, and also, too, to double back. Honestly, I like what I saw from Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson. That one-two punch. Carlos had 80-plus 80, 80 yards on 10 carries. So I think we feature him a little bit more. He just got in the town. You know, Duke Johnson gives us that, you know, that third down guy that can catch. He actually had a big run at the end of the game that sprung, uh, that got us into uh, position, you know, to score. So I think we'll be okay there. You know, we'll miss Lamar Miller, but I think we'll be okay as far as what we have, and we can just continue to build on that. Fuller, if he can stay healthy, you know, we get steals, like you said, these guys get them acclimated and, and Atkins, uh, Atkins, our tight end. I think we'll be okay offensively, but my, that defense, uh, just like in the past, I'm still not so sure, not sold on them yet. I got you, and it just feel like to me, you know, the Texans, it's, you know, that was a dogfight in New Orleans. You knew going into it, it's going to be a hostile environment in the Superdome. You knew the fans were going to be berserk because it's, it's New Orleans. And the fact that the 
Texans came out fast paced, came out scoring. I thought, okay, maybe we won't have this type of year. Maybe the Texans gonna be that type of team. But then as things start as this, the Saints made their adjustments as you stated, it just felt like the Texans couldn't counter. You know, I look at I look at football games like a boxing match. I mean, you know some boxers come out the gate or out the corner strong and and ready to go, but as that round seven and eight kick in, what you know, what are you gonna do? As the Texans you know, things start to settle and people start to get the nerves start to calm down. It's like, okay, now what, Texas? What are you going to do? Are you going to counterpunch this, their counter, or are you just going to keep taking the hits? It just felt like, it just felt like they, they just never had an opportunity to kind of get things turned around. But that's why they, you know, they play every week, every, you know, any given Sunday, or that night was Monday night, any given Monday night, you can get beat. So <clears throat> with that being said, the Texans has an opportunity to bounce back at home against Jacksonville. Now I don't. I'm not panic. I'm not pushing the panic button. But if they come out and don't look strong against Jacksonville and end up losing that game, I'm starting to question the. I'm, I ain't questioning the, uh, the the quality of players. I'm questioning the coaching because at this point, you know the playmakers. You know who can play. You know you got JJ. You got all these other guys. And for some reason, the Texans can't get it right this time around. You got to start pointing the finger at Mr. Bill O'Brien because at this point. He might not be a good fit, or guys are starting to become tone deaf to his coaching, and, and things are just not working out in the best interest for the owner, which is now Cal Cal McNair, uh, for his passing that his father passed away a couple of years well last year. So I just man, I don't know. I mean, when I watch the Texans, when I cover them, I just be like, look, I don't know what I'm gonna get. You know, you don't know like sticking your hand in the bag of candy. And you don't know what you're going to get when your hand come out. You don't know what it is, man. You don't know if they're going to come bring the A game or they're going to do whatever. But it just feels like the Texans need to find a way to get play consistent and, and do their thing and get past the first round of the playoffs, man. I mean, at this point, Jermaine, you, you and I agree. It's time for you to make a push either for the AFC Championship or make that Super Bowl run because it just feels like enough is enough. The fans have been loyal and dedicated, selling out every game, home game. Now it's time for them to to reap the benefits, and it's time for the Texans to win, man. They're going to they're going to uh, New England, not New England. They're going to London this year, so that's the first time they travel overseas and playing in that game. So it's just time for a new change, time for a new look. Because look, if you go I forty five North, Dallas Cowboys, man, they look like they're ready for the Super Bowl next week, bro. I don't know about you, Jermaine, but Dak Prescott put on a hell of a performance. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, Dallas, you know, I, I think that Jerry Jones, I know they, 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 they held out and, you know, it was the, the money issue and, and as well, he should be paid. But Dak has taken those strides as well. We're talking about the Sun. Dak looked really, really good. And the, and the Cowboys offense looked really, really, really good. You know, the addition of Randall Cobb, um, I knew that was going to be an upgrade from Cole Beasley and, and Gallup. He was surprising to me. This guy, has taken a, you know, this past offseason, I don't know if he's working out with Jerry Rice or Randy Moss, but this guy, we already knew he could run, but, you know, the throws and the catches that he was making over his shoulder, you know, they already got, um, you know, what's the other kid that they have on the other side that they just got in from the Raiders, and they, they got some weapons out there, man, and their defense is, yeah, they, and they got a set of bookends, you know, got some young linebackers, so... The, the Dallas Cowboys, they're pulled, I mean, poised to, you know, to run the table in that conference with the, with the Giants and the uh, Redskins. You know, so they, I, I see them coming out. I see them making a, a run, you know, in the playoffs. And I just be that, you know, that one and done. Get to the playoffs and get beat. So, yeah, I got uh, Jerry Jones, you know, got, got, he, he, got the, he got the baby Cowboys down there ready to go. <laughs> yeah, you was talking about Mark Cooper that picked up, that came over from Oakland to, to the uh, Dallas Cowboys, and Dak Prescott threw for 405 yards. Man, he was in the groove, bro. He just felt like having uh, uh, the tight end back, and Jason Witten was a big, huge plus for him as well. All right, you hear the music playing, Jermaine, so that means it's time for us to take a break. When we come back, if you stick around for the next segment, Jermaine, I want to get your thoughts and opinions on some more games that was played in week one and also get your predictions on week two. Next one, Outside the Huddle, with your host, Lee Mott Williams, on the Voice American Variety Channel.
Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune into All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Mondays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas. All right, Jermaine, you still here with me? So we're going to continue to talk NFL. and Got to get your thoughts, man, on, on a couple of games from last week. Uh, I'm, I'm skimming through here. New England, what's your, what's, your, what's your thoughts on that Sunday night football game with New England and, and Pittsburgh from last, from week one? Tom Brady, go. <laughs> Simple as that. Go. I mean, you got, got captain, you know, got that Tommy boy over there, as I like to call him. I mean, anytime you go into a game, you got – Greatest quarterback that's still playing at a high level. I mean, and then of course you know, Bill Belichick. I mean, he's, I mean, he's the greatest coach that ever that we've ever we've ever seen. I mean, there's no other way to slice that. So I mean, the Patriots is year after year. It's like they just they retool. You know, they get rid of some guys. They bring in some 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 players that other teams like have, have thrown away and you know and, and set to the side. And Belichick brings them in. And he gets he's able to get the best out of them. So and they don't have to spend a lot of money doing it, you know, running up the, the salary cap and you know giving these huge long deals, but they never trap themselves. So as an organization, man, they're they're, they're who everybody else is chasing. So I mean, what can we say? I mean, it's the Patriots. Yeah, they're they, you know they just reload, bro. They, and then like you said, what can you say? Nothing, pretty much. Because as long as Tom Brady's upright and he's doing his thing, they're gonna be successful. And they just straight dominated. Uh, Pittsburgh thirty was a thirty-three to three. Tom had three hundred and forty-one passing yards. Yeah, you know Patriots in their mid-season form right now, yeah, and they add in your boy Antonio Brown. It's going to really get ugly. So, all right, Jermaine, I want to ask you about some. I'm going to ask you about some young quarterbacks, man. Uh, Lamar Jackson did his thing against Baltimore I mean, for for Baltimore against Miami. He ended up throwing for three for twenty-four. Man, what you think about that young kid now that he has a key to that franchise? For the Baltimore Ravens, yeah, I, I think Jim Harbaugh. I mean, I think those guys they saw something that everybody else didn't see. We knew we coming out of, of, of college at Louisville that there was some mechanical issues as far as his throwing motion. So, but you have to think. I mean, for rookie year, once he finally put, they finally you know, benched Flacco, you know, Joe Flacco, and put the future in and let this kid go and just go out and be an athlete. He was just running around, just playing football, just out running everybody. I mean, he does have a, a you know, he has an arm. But it was just the accuracy and I think the mechanics. So off season, I know that they brought in some guys and have spent a lot of money and, and coaching and time to uh, to work with them. And we've seen that, that those dividends pay off. You know, the kid is a, is is an athlete, and 
if he continues to, to progress at the pace that he's progressing, man, look out. I mean, because their running game is already, you know, tenacious, bringing over Ingram. You know, defensively, they're always known. They brought in some guys you know, on defense. So, Baltimore, man, they're going to be a problem child in the NFL. And, and, and Lamar Jackson, again, if he continues to progress, oh, look out. Look out. Yeah, yeah Lamar, uh, Lamar, is a, he, he's, he's next coming, man. If he can stay healthy and learn how to protect himself, because he's an athlete, bro. He, he gets out there and he does his thing. And like you talk about Mark Ingram being there running, so they got the double-head sword right there in Baltimore. It was time for Jack, Joe Flacco to move on, man. He was one-dimensional pocket quarterback. He really didn't bring a real threat to, you know, after they won the Super Bowl, it was kind of like, all right, Joe, you know, thanks, but now it's time for us to find the future, and the future's in Lamar Miller. All right, we go from Lamar Miller doing this in the AFC North to another AFC North team in Cleveland Browns. It's funny, man, how all offseason we hear about the Browns, the Browns, the Browns. Week one, they get humbled by Tennessee, 43-13. to uh, Baker Mayfield threw for 285, man. What, what do you think about them Cleveland Browns after all season? We heard that they was going to be the next best thing that happened this year in football. Man, they got a big slice of humble pie. That's what happened. They got, came out, they got, as you say, as you say, Lamar got punched in the mouth. Now, that do mean they got, I'm one of those solid, where the guy gets to kind of, you know, you know, rear his arm back and just finish straight through the, uh, that person's mouth and KO him. And I knew that was going to happen, though. I wasn't sold on them just because there's way too many, you know, prima donnas on that team, LBJ being, you know, number one. It was so much hype coming in on the offseason. Man, go play ball. Y'all haven't done anything yet. You know, Baker Mayfield, yeah, he had a great rookie season. You know, by by any rookie standard, he had a great season. But now we got a bunch of film on you. You know, it's just that thing that the bird in in the sky don't lie, Lamar. You know this. So Titans came in, and people were sleeping on the Titans. The Titans, if, if Mariota, if he goes in and and plays well, and I don't think I'm not sold on him yet. But Derek Henry has shown that he's the next coming. As far as this six four, two hundred thirty pound back, man, this kid can do everything. And defensively. You know, the Titans are, you know, they, they got some studs over there. So, you know, again, I just think they got punched in the mouth. And, you know, the, the Titans, they're, they're, they're no slack. You know, they, they did make the playoffs last year. So let's, let's not forget. So, you know, that that's what happened to them. I think they'll be okay. They have to go back, look at some film, regroup, figure out their identity. Do we want to be a balanced team or we want to just throw the ball, hike, you know, say hike and throw the ball to, o, to OBJ and to Jarvis Landry the entire game. I mean, you got that running back, uh, I think, they, what's his name, the Chubb? Uh, it's Chubb, the running back from uh, Georgia. Run that kid. Yeah, yeah run that kid. you got to be able to run the football in the NFL. I'm sorry. You know, only the Patriots who can be a team that where they can just sit back and let the quarterback just go in audible and just throw the ball down the field, you know, the entire game. So, you know, but, yeah, that's what happened to the Browns, man. They, I think they'll be okay, though. Yeah, Real quick, give me your thoughts on uh, Kansas City and Jacksonville. Patrick Mahomes, he did his thing too. Three threw for three hundred and seventy-eight yards. Man, this kid is—he's picking up where he left off. I mean, I mean, what, what can we say? Andy Reid, you know, the teams that—what did he go with number twelve? Twelfth pick in that draft. I mean, I yeah. don't know how all those teams pass this kid up. I mean, I don't know—they had the same feeling that everybody else had. But of course, until you get out on the field. Put the product out there. Let us see. And he showed us last year that he is the new face of the NFL. So, I mean, it was a big blow with Tariq Hill getting hurt. But, I mean, they got so many weapons over there. I think they'll be okay, you know, until he gets back. But, but yeah, Patrick Mahomes, man, this guy's in another He's on another level. He's in, he's in another world. So, week after week, we'll continue to see these 300-yard games, three, four touchdowns, and I expect to see them back in the AFC Championship game against the New England Patriots. Yeah, man, he's uh, Patrick Mahomes. Is, he got a strong arm, dog. He can move in the pocket. Man, that dude there, dog. He, he's going to be the he, – to me, he's the future, man. If he stay healthy and continue to do what he's doing, he's, he's the future of the NFL. Between him uh, – I would say I thought Westman was going to be the future, but he kind of got humbled when the defense went down. Uh, Seattle's quarterback and Russell Wilson, but 
Um, Patrick Mahomes, man, that, that that dude there, man, that dude. I, I just was in awe just watching him play on Sunday. Look, man, this guy got an arm. He can find a guy. He can connect with him, and he can extend that pocket. That's all you need in the NFL, man. Because you know, it's just you know, guys coming at you fast pace, and he's able to make it work, man. Now, Jameis Winston, man. On the downside, we talk about the positives and Patrick Mahomes. The downside, Jameis Winston. You think this is his last rodeo in Tampa Bay? You think uh, Tampa's going to move on after this season? I mean, he only threw for 194, but they lost to San Francisco, 31 to 17. If they're smart, they would. They should have took a quarterback in the draft this year. I mean, let's just face it. I mean, Jameis has been a, a screw up since he's been in the league. His lack of, I mean, lack of maturity. You know, he hasn't progressed. You know, he has all of the tools. I mean, he was coached by Jimbo in college. He played at, you know, one of the top programs. But year after year, just like with, with A.B., we're hearing about your off-the-field antics, right? And I'm just not seeing, you know, that number one draft pick, you know, the guy that they took a few years ago and had high hopes. You know, I, I don't see it. And I, I don't like guy. I ain't going to say I don't like the guy personally because I don't know him. But just as a football player, you know, your, your play is not backing up all of this, this 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 luggage that we're having to carry, you know, the team is having to carry along with him. So if you go out and put up a showing like he did, you know, this past, you know, su- you know Sunday, he just, he just didn't play well. He had no command of the huddle. You know, he just didn't look comfortable. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, 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 I've moved on from James Winston a couple years ago. And I'm all for, you know, young, you know, black quarterbacks, you know, seeing them, you know, progress and, you know, and, and, and making a name for themselves. You know, because it's it's a it's a small you know group of them. So, but I thought he would be one of the guys that could go and and have a, a ten twelve year run at, at being the face of a, a franchise. But you know, I, if I would I would cut my tie. Let's just move on. Go, let's go and, and draft a young quarterback and and go from there. Yeah, it just feels like inconsistency there with him, which led to Mike Evans. On a decline because he, that kid is out of Galveston, Texas. Play, you know, played at A and M. You thought he was going to have a real big upside, but but inconsistency at the quarterback position. Who are you going to who going to throw the ball to you? And it seems like no one is throwing the ball to to him. So uh, Mike Evans is, is is really not playing to the level he needs to play because Jameis Winston is not playing to the level. So I don't know, man. It just feels like I think he's done in Tampa. Uh, I think his confidence is shot. Um, and hopefully everything works out for him going forward. Uh, let's see here. Ooh, how much time we got before we take another break? I'm trying to see what other games I want to kind of throw out there. I mean, you know it was a really good game I watched, Jermaine, with the Redskins in the Eagles game. You know what I'm saying? Watching D-Jack come back to his team, Deshaun Jackson, back to Philly. He did his thing at 154 power receiving yards. You know, you think about a guy like Deshaun Jackson and what he brought to the game and his speed and stuff like that. How huge is that for him to be back in Philly and being playing with you know with a team that that in a city that really loves him? Oh, I was happy to see it, man. I've always been a fan of uh, Deshaun Jackson. You know, so I mean, he had two touchdowns over fifty yards. That's just what he does. I mean, he you know has you know world class speed. He's playing receiver and he can catch. You know, so. Uh, that's going to huge, be huge for, for Carson Wentz uh, as he, you know, progresses this year. They needed that, that guy that could stretch the field. And, you know, they, they came out. They, they got the W. It was a, I mean, a really good game, like you said. But, you know, they were at home. They were able to, you know, pull off the win. And, um, you know, but, but look out. You know, the jury is still, you know, out. I'm not 100% sold on Carson Wentz this year. It's just me personally. But, uh, you know, they got the W. And uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But definitely, you know, like what I saw from Deshaun Jackson being back in, in uh, Philadelphia. All right, Jermaine, good stuff there. It's time for us to take another break. The last break before we wrap up the show. If you can stay, I want to get your thoughts and opinions on week two games and get your predictions as well. Next one outside the huddle with your host, Lee Mont Williams. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, Hello? and ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? 
If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live. From Houston, Texas. Now it's time for us to give our picks and predictions on the games. It's kicking off tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow night, Thursday night. Thursday night football. All right, Jermaine. Week two, Carolina at home. Well, let me see. Carolina playing Tampa Bay. Who do you think will win that game and why? Oh, man. We got Cam up against James Winston. Carolina at home. Definitely taking Carolina. I expect Cam to, you know, to bounce back after that tough loss you know, on Sunday. And uh, get that first W and get in the in the, uh, in the W column this week. Yeah, man, I, I just really believe James Winston is shell shot. Uh, I just think he's playing with Bruce ego and confidence right now. It's hard for him to kind of get going. It seems like one of those situations, like soon things get start going bad for him. He's like, oh, here we go again. And before you know it, his confidence is gone. So, with that being said, I think Cam at home. We'll get that victory, man. I think they're going to win that game, too. So, uh, I'm going to go with Carolina as well. It looks like starting on Sunday, we got Sunday games. You got, let's see, San Francisco or Cincinnati. Who do you think will win that game? I mean, just real quick. I mean, unless you want to talk more about it, but who do you think will win that game? I, I like San Fran in this game. You know, Garoppolo, it you know, seems like he's, uh, well, hopefully, you know, he's going to be the guy that they expected him to be. So, we'll take, uh, take San Francisco. All right, I, I'm gonna go with Cincinnati. How I think San Francisco don't have enough manpower to go back to back wins. I'm gonna go with Cincinnati on that one. You got the Chargers going against Detroit. What do you think? Real quick, we'll win that game and why? Oh, man, it should probably be a, that would be a good one. It'll be a shootout. Uh, I like the Chargers. Uh, I think Philip Rivers and uh, and Keenan, you no know, Allen. I think those guys will, will, will come out and get that W. Okay. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and go. I'm going to go and go with the Chargers as well. I think the Chargers find a way to pull that off on the road in Detroit. Minnesota and Green Bay, that's a really good game. Who do you think will win that game and why? Man, yeah, that one, that's a tough one there. Um, you know, Green Bay looked, I mean, they didn't look great against the Chicago Bears, but, you know, hey, they got Aaron Rodgers, you know, future Hall of Famer. You know, I, I look for Green Bay to, you know, to, you know, to, get, to get this game against the Vikings. Yeah, I agree. I sold on I agree, man. I think Green Bay is a stronger team than Minnesota right now, especially at home. Some Packers fans gonna be going crazy for the, you know, Cheeseheads gonna be going crazy for Green Bay. So I'm gonna go with Aaron Rodgers yeah. at the house against the Vikings. Okay. All right, you got you got the Indianapolis Colts without Aaron. I mean, without Andrew Luck. 
going against the Tennessee Titans. Who do you think will win this game and why? Oh, man, I, I look for the Titans to, to keep steamrolling. They're going to give them a heavy dose of uh, you know, Derrick Henry. And, yeah, they steamroll and, and go through and, and smash them in the mouth. Taking the Titans. Yeah, yeah, that hangover, that Andrew Luck hangover is going to be lasting for another four or five weeks. So I think, I think, because it was so sudden, man. It was, it wasn't like it was in March or it wasn't like it was right before training camp. So it was literally two weeks or a week before, before a week one. So you're talking about an yeah. organization that's going to ship. It's like, whoa. I think it should have right. given him a, a lot more uh, heads up. I, you didn't just come to that conclusion, you know, two weeks before. You've been, you've been feeling like this for a while now. So I just think that's why they booed him. And, you know, I, I just think he should have gave him you know, more, a lot more time to prepare, get to Kobe percent, yeah. uh, prepared to be the number yeah. one guy. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is now. They need to find a way to just kind of move on and let it go. Um, yeah. New England going to Miami. Who do you think will win that game and why? <laughs> really? We talking about the Miami? <laughs> I think they, they think they changed. You know, <laughs> he gave away all their players, and so they can. I don't know who's coming up in the draft, but I mean, yeah, Captain, you know, Captain America, Tommy Boy, Patriots all the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really believe uh, Patriots are going to die. Miami, man, uh, you know, Miami will be playing in the XFL next year. So I don't know what's going on. Yeah. With the Dolphins, man. They, <laughs> all right, Buffalo. They got Fitzpatrick. Sorry, Buffalo. Fitzpatrick is the quarterback. That's all this. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever you see Fitzpatrick on the roster, you already know his team ain't winning that much. That's the right. Yeah, we got him. Texas. Yeah, yeah, Texas had him on the squad. You can realize, like, look, y'all got Fitzpatrick, man. It ain't, it ain't happening. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right, we got uh, Buffalo. In New York, who do you think will win that game? Man, and we got the, is the Jets or the Giants? Yeah, I mean the Giants. Excuse me. Buffalo, New York Giants. They got, they got the Giants. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna go with Buffalo. I'm gonna, take, I'm gonna take Buffalo. Yeah, I'm gonna take Buffalo. Okay. Yeah, I like Josh Allen. I like you know what he what he brought to the table. His, his toughness and the Giants. Uh, yeah, they they might as well move on from Eli and let's get this rookie in and and see what he can do. So with that. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going to go with Eli. I think Eli got one more push for this game. It's Buffalo, man. I'm going to go with it. And Johnson's at home. All right, real quick, a couple of good games, man. Late games, not late games, but 12 o'clock games. You got Seattle and Pittsburgh. Who do you think will win that game? Ooh, uh, that's a that's a good one. I think um, yeah. I think Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh bounces back. I mean, I, I think that Pittsburgh can get this game. I think they get this game. I, even though I like Russell. I think Pittsburgh get the, they'll, they'll get this game. Okay. What about uh, Dallas and Washington? That's a really good rivalry right there. Should be a good one, but uh, I think I think the Cowboys they they loaded over there. So I, I just think the the talent. I mean, the talent level, you know, is yeah, that's a huge gap. Cowboys. You going to Cowboys? I'm gonna go with the Redskins at home. Hopefully, Adrian Peterson plays this time, and Cowboys get upset. We'll see. I'm definitely going to watch that one. Um, jump down and talk about your Texans, man. They play Jacksonville. I know who you're going to pick, but I'm going to anyway who you think we win this game. You better believe it. I think we come in, I think we beat them by 14. Easy. Okay. Got it. I got it. Texans win. I think so, too. Now, you got the – you have the uh, battle of dual-threat quarterbacks and Kyle Murray. He going to Baltimore and play Lamar Lamar Jackson in the Baltimore Ravens. Who do you think will win that game or what? Hey, two former Heisman Trophy candidates, man. That's the game of the week. That's true. You know, we'll see the future. But hey, I just think that with the, the, the you know the balance, you know, offense and defensively. I mean, I don't think that Kyler Murray has enough to go in and, and get that upset in Baltimore. So we take and be more. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and go with the rook. I think he's. He showed a lot last week, a lot of heart after playing Boo Boo in the first half. It just felt like he found yeah, he his groove. Yeah, he found his groove. He found his groove in the yeah, second half. He looked really good. I'm he a, showed why he was a number one pick. Yeah. Afternoon game, you got Kansas City traveling to Oakland. I'm going with Kansas City for this game. Who do you think will win that one? Kansas City all day, baby. Yeah, all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes is on fire right now. 
Chicago go to Denver, who do you think win that game? Um, I think Mitch, you know, rebounds from that uh, that subpar game that yeah. he played against Green Bay. Uh, defensively, we already know they got one of the top defenses in the league. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll take the I'm taking the Bears. I'm, I'm taking the Bears. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna go ahead and take the uh, Broncos on that one. All right, you got the Saints traveling from New Orleans all the way over to LA and play the Rams. Who do you think win that game or why? Mm. I, I'm gonna give the, the the team with the home field advantage. I think um, you know the Rams. They get it done. I think they get a heavy dose of um, of Gurley, and you know defensively, you know the Rams. Uh, you know they're stout, so it'll be a battle of the quarterback. So if Jared Goff plays well, you know the Rams should get that game. Okay, you got you going with the Rams. I'm going to go. Oh man, I'm going to go with the Saints. I think the Saints might find a way to pull that one out. All right, Philly travels to Atlanta Sunday night football. Who do you think win that game? Mm. Ah, they're going to Atlanta. Oh, I, I think you know, Julio Jones you know, puts up big numbers. You know, I think the home team they they get this game on Sunday night. I think the Falcons pull, pull it out and give yeah, the, uh, they, the they got to. Yeah, they got to man. They got to find a way to get it done because they uh they have struggled last week. So I think Atlanta found a way to get it done on Sunday night football. All right, Monday Night Football, you got the Cleveland Browns. Can they show some heart and show uh, an improvement? They play against Le'Veon Bell and the New York Jets. Who do you think win this game and why? Man, I, I like the Jets because uh, I'm a fan of Sam, uh, Sam Donald. And I think that, that team, they're, they're right there. You know, they, they just, you know, just got to get a little bit more consistent play for both sides of the ball. But I'm going with the, with the Jets on Monday night. Okay, okay. All right, cool, cool. I'm going to go with Cleveland, man. I think they got to show something, Doc. If they lay an egg this time, week two, like they showed in week one, fans are going to be like, oh, we're back to the same old Browns. That hype that was talked about the whole offseason was going to be erased, and everybody's going to say, oh, yeah, they are who we thought they are. They, they're the Cleveland Browns, dog. So they ain't nobody. They ain't nobody that we thought. So, so I just believe, uh, that they're going to find a way to get it done. All right, Jermaine, I appreciate you sitting in on the show with me, man, all hour, man. I appreciate that. And I hear the music playing in the background. So that's the producer, super producer, A-Rod, telling me it's time to wrap up the show. I want to thank everybody for listening to the show Outside the Huddle with your host, Lee Mott-Williams. Thanks for joining Outside the Huddle with Lee Mott-Williams. We're back next week for another live show, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Check back with us on the Voice America Sports Channel.